Hey there, thoughtful listener. What is your number one lead generation blocker? Head to upmyinfluence.com slash quiz to find out right now. That's upmyinfluence.com slash quiz, and I'll share why you aren't getting the intros and sales you deserve. We're also actively seeking guests for this daily commercial-free entrepreneur wisdom podcast. Agency owners, consultants, coaches, and B2B service providers, head to upmyinfluence.com slash guest, and I'd love to promote your expertise to our amazing audience. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, it's Evan Krapko. Evan, you are the founder, chairman, and CEO of Trust Science. You're found on the web at trustscience.com. Evan, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Josh. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, we hope that most people appreciate science. Uh, Can you give us the uh, why that brand for the work that you do? Sure. It's, um, It's a shorter version of the science of trustworthiness which is a fancy way of saying predicting what people are going to do. And so it's a platform that's got a lot of different use cases uh, deliberately built carefully and slowly, Um, 100% AI, but we're we're very, very focused in our go-to-market on one uh, narrow hyper-laser defined uh, industry. Yeah. And and what is that industry? <laughs> we're we're um, we're helping underwriters uh, determine if someone's trustworthy. Uh, we've we've said that for now we'll uh, um, uh, avoid the insurance underwriters. We'll go to credit underwriters or lenders. Yeah. Uh, for now, we'll avoid um, adding uh, to the the noise in. Uh, super prime and prime and will be in um, what's called subprime or for people with scores uh, below 700 or below 680. A lot of uh, a lot of pain and agony down there for uh, the fact yeah. the conventional for everybody. Well, the, the multi-billion dollar bureaus and others in the space um, do a really poor job down um, for people who are young or immigrants or self-employed yeah. or in the gig economy and things like that. So it's a big, big, huge area and problem. And uh, we're fit for purpose down there. Mm-hmm. Tell me about it. You know, even as a, a business owner, um, you know, making great money historically, you know, still there's it just seems to be a, a bias there <laughs> against that. Somehow that's uh, way less stable or something. Yeah, it, uh, you have people down there, approximately 40 percent of the people below 700 who uh, if you gave them the money would behave like prime or super prime borrowers they would rather lose their left arm than welch on a debt since they never get mm-hmm. a chance and the uh, credit scores are the on-ramp into the modern economy and so um like i said a lot of agony and unnecessary exclusion that happens because the current multi-decades old and multi-billion dollar system doesn't work very well. 
Yeah. So what is, uh, what are the, and we've kind of alluded to this by now, um, but, but can you illustrate why the old formulas that, um, you know, the big three credit bureaus have been using are, are, are a bit problematic? Um, they have a lot of infrastructure and they have a lot of data and they have uh, a lot of uh uh, others who've relied on them are taking a dependency on them in a certain way. And so um, disturbing or, or perturbing that system um, would be counterproductive to their commercial interests. Now, of course, everyone, including them, wants to do better or do good work, but it's hard to do that quickly, particularly if you're on, say, a mainframe style of infrastructure and they're converting away from that too, or if you're not using AI and ML uh, in a in a legitimate way and in in not just marketing speak sprinkled on top. If you're um, if you're not harnessing the the latest and greatest in terms of what's capable, um, the technology that's uh, now available, yeah, that's what leaves people behind. The other the other big part of that is data, but we, we that would be a whole separate uh, podcast. The the data equation. Uh, is also extraordinarily important. And the, the data that the conventional systems work on is, um, is conventional. They were designed in an era before there were, you know, these things, the mobile phone and, and so on, or various other alternative forms of data or consumer participation was never a factor. Uh, so you have a big fat file on yourself with the different bureaus even though you don't have a direct relationship with them. We've, uh, we've taken a different approach. And um, the, um, what are some of those indicators uh, that we might not think of uh, that would actually be, let's say someone does have a, you know, a, a poor average or, you know, below, below average credit score, but what are some of those maybe other indicators that that are worth looking at as indicators of credit worthiness. It's it's less about any individual element as it is about the ability to take in many many variables and consider them in total as well as consider the interactions between the variables. So if you have a scorecard system, you're basically totaling up, you know, a dozen or two dozen or a hundred different uh, indicators score. Um, values beside that many indicators. If instead you work more like um, a human or, or, or more intelligently, you would look at potentially thousands or many hundreds of variables, and then you would see the interaction, or you'd look for the uh, relationships between the different indicators. And that's hard, that, that wasn't possible prior to um, proper AI or machine learning. And, um, doing it in a legal way, doing it in a way that's compliant with the FCRA and in a way that would make the CFPB happy is uh, a very, very, very difficult undertaking. And then productionizing that to happen at scale uh, with a high degree of security is, uh, <laughs> it's cost many, many uh, dollars and years to uh, be able to do score number one um, properly. And, and what specifically, so, you know, kind of browsing through your website, trustscience.com, you're working with some really big entities. Where do you fit in and how do you engage? Um, we aid the pre-existing 
data scientists or the risk department, um, we add um, another way of looking at the borrower. Um, and so they can validate decisions that they're already making or validate the fact that the, this is potentially not a good borrower. We can be the entire solution in for some of our smaller customers that don't have the sophistication of a data scientists or PhDs in uh, you know related uh, fields. Um, we can be the entire solution, but that's for someone uh, say smaller or who has never had the ability to use a bureau in the past because of what I mentioned earlier below you know a certain score level uh, the conventional systems sometimes don't even get looked at at all and so um, we're able to bring for the first time to some of our customers automation automated decision making and a high degree of predictiveness or predictability on the credit worthiness um, to them and um, where did uh, where did trust obviously you're the founder so how did everything come about? Uh, the origin story. I was yeah, uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> speaking to fellow founders. I'd been burned by uh, different business partners along the way, different incidents, um, and at some point, I just got tired of it <laughs> and uh, I said I must give out my trust or I trust I assess trustworthiness too readily and so I said I need to get my gut out of the equation and is there a way as a technology guy is there a way to do that with um, both big data I knew it would have to be alternative or you know uh, wide-ranging data as well as this uh, machine learning capability that I mentioned there's thousands of data companies tens of thousands there are thousands or or tens of thousands of you know technology kinds of software and decision tools stuff but there isn't very much because it's so hard to do again legally and in a scalable way where that puts those two together and so i kept the platform broad i would advise anyone seeking to disrupt an industry or create a new category to design for something that's global and then broad as broad as possible um but then when when you've spun it up um in your go to market get just super focused if you try to boil the ocean either geographically or by use cases you're just going to drown and so what we did was something what we built is something that's applicable to homeland security in the war on human trafficking or online dating matches or in the settings of uh recruiting executive recruiting to fill a role um lots of different use cases, but we've gone to this one specifically that I've described so that we can help our lender customers. Anyway, the, the, the point of all that is to say it started out with uh, something that was pretty painful and humiliating, but uh, maybe I should mm -hmm. go and thank those three guys for being always yeah. the catalyst <laughs> for, yeah. uh, for causing me to pull this system together. But, yeah, but yeah. It's, at the, it's at the point now where we can, we're not just passively um, scoring folks for lenders. We can go out and find uh, appropriate borrowers for our lender customers. We can find them in that pool of, you know, 300 million in North America. We can bring you back as a lender customer, these people who uh, would like to have a loan and that you would like to have in your portfolio. So we've gone from 
in, in the entire life cycle of the borrower from lead, as we say it, from lead to loan and, and beyond, we can help the securitization shops rate the portfolio and things like that. Yeah. Uh, and so at this point now, I mean, obviously, I mean, you're, you work with large, I, I, we can name drop if you like, uh, it's pretty much the who's who in the fintech space. Um, but um, what, um, you know, how, where is business growth for you at this point? We're, we, I think we've only just begun scratching the surface and um, uh, we've just uh, recently been announced as one of the fastest growing companies in our country. And we think that only having just begun and, and even having, you know, first started the scoring in the just just prior to the big pandemic lockdown, I think it augurs well for what lies ahead and a real hunger. P people are realizing that there is such a thing as financial exclusion. There is such a thing as uh, the marginalized people who are not marginalized for any good reason of, of their own choosing or making. I think that um, that whole dynamic uh, a is a big, huge opportunity and a need, need and opportunity being synonymous in this case, or two sides of the same coin. But equally, it, it shows you or if anyone out there has an idea that they think is, you know, it's only goody two shoes or it's socially good but can you make money i think you do both you have to do both if you want to be sustainable as a business so the whole um, esg imperative um, a lot of investors are really excited by what we're showing them that's possible that's you know being um, leaving the world a better place i think that that's um, the growth opportunities for us are not only Geographic, we've been designed, as I said at the outset, to be uh, global. I, I was deliberate about that, even though I'm right now focused in North America. And then we were designed to have other use cases, be applicable in other use cases. So it's it's simply a matter of me getting through to an IPO and and uh, beyond. Yeah, awesome. So who listening right now should be engaging with you? Um, well, either lenders or, or <laughs> consumer consumer finance companies or as sophisticated as they may be, uh, they're not going to be in a position of seeing other lenders' businesses the way I am. I'm not opening everyone's books to one another, just like a bureau. We are a bona fide uh, consumer reporting agency, specialty bureau in subprime for now. We are not allergic to or incapable of scoring prime and super prime. And so happy to help lenders in that arena as well. Although I have these multi-billion dollar legacy you know, oligopolists happily serving the scores or the needs above uh, scores of 700. I'm, I'm focusing on that half, half of the economy that's so-called down market. Um, so if you're lending in that arena, um, then you should be talking to me or finding something uh, that you can do internally that tries to get closer to the patented capability that we have. We have now uh, 50 different patents in 13 different countries. Mm -hmm. 
around the world. So we've we've uh, we've definitely innovated. Uh, we've definitely blazed a trail and protected it. And so if you're if you're someone like that for sure, and if you're uh, an investor, someone who's patient and strategic, I'm always 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 as a as a entrepreneur talking to uh, potential investors. I don't have any uh, institutional investors in the cap table, so everyone in here is people like the former um, CFO of Facebook who took Facebook public. He he led that IPO. Um, <clears throat> the former chairman and CEO of Manulife, which is the parent company of John Hancock and, and many, many other things. So a trillion dollars of assets under management. Um, we have investors like the, um, the guy in Seattle that they call the unicorn whisperer. So if you're an investor and, and you want your money in something that's leaving the world a better place, but is also unapologetically commercially oriented or oriented to um, you know get toward an IPO then I'd like to talk to those people too yeah Evan Krapko again the website trustscience.com uh anything in particular so when people go to your website that they should take a look at your audience might be most interested in the the uh, reference letters that we have posted because those are all coming from CEOs um, they're talking to the experience, not only with the service as something that has a high ROI, but I'm really proud of my team. The, the, uh, some of the letters point out what we are, what, what my team is like to work with, what we are, uh, mm. what we're like in terms of our corporate culture. And uh, we're, we're super proud of that. We have a, a really good vibe and camaraderie that way. And we treat our customers like uh, family. I, I think that comes across. And, and I think it's been to um, everyone's mutual benefit. Mm, awesome. All right. Evan Krapko, again, founder, CEO of Trust Science. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. If you're a listener, I'd love to shout out your business to our whole audience for free. You can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or join our listener Facebook group. Just search for The Thoughtful Entrepreneur in Facebook. I'd love, even if you just stop by to say hi, I'd love to meet you. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. We love our community who listens and shares our program every day. Together, we are empowering one another as thoughtful entrepreneurs. Hit subscribe so that tomorrow morning, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. I promise to bring positivity and inspiration to you for around 15 minutes each day. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.